Welcome, welcome. This is Tear from What Would Tear Say. Thank you for tuning in. It's greatly appreciated. It is episode 12, camera purchases, gear review. <laughs> so let's get straight into it. So this, this particular video is, I'm kind of reviewing the history of my photography career specifically the camera because I had someone a while back in one of my videos ask me you know how do you go about choosing a camera and things of that nature so I was I was thinking about how I want to approach that topic because it's such a wide range topic and I thought about it and I was like you know what let me do kind of like a, a practical guide on how I want to do this, because that makes the most sense. And then you can kind of figure it out from there, right? So, so, um, going back, I started with film, you know, and it, it was a point and shoot, but all I remember, it was a Minolta point and shoot camera. I. I I wouldn't be able to tell you the exact model or anything of that nature. Um, but the Minolta uh, brand, um, keep in mind, is, is important to this review because uh, I primarily shoot Sony gear. No, I'm not a Sony fanboy or anything of that nature. I respect the brand. Um, I grew up with the Sony brand. I had a Sony Walkman. I, <laughs> I had so many Sony products. So, and I felt like Sony was the type of company that made things for the common everyday person. So I stuck with them. So that's part of my brand loyalty. Now, don't get me wrong. I still do my research and look at other cameras and things of that nature. And, and see if it works with me or not. Okay, so let's clear that. Let's put that in a nice little box because I know how this camera world, the, you know, the camera mafia world works. Oh, they, <laughs> he, he shoots Sony, he shoots Canon, he shoots Nikon. Cut it. We ain't dealing with that. All right, so let's go on to the next stuff. So we're going to fast forward into... Fast forward the time, we're going to talk about digital cameras specifically because that's pretty much where everyone has. So let's clear this another point. This is not a gear review. So I'm not going to be discussing newer cameras per se. But like I said, there's more of a practical guide on the, cam on the cameras that I've used, which set the tone on what I needed and how I use the camera. Also, it, I, I believe this would help beginners and others to set the tone for themselves as far as, you know, how they want to go about purchasing a camera or identifying their needs for their camera. All right. So I categorize, categorize cameras as the following. One, point and shoot. They're generally small, pocketable. They have zoom lenses. Basically, with zoom lens, you have different focal points, so it could go wide and it could go, you know, telephoto lenses, so you could actually shoot further out. Um, mid 
excuse me, I, I call these mid-grade pointed shoots. They generally have larger lens. Same thing, wide angles and telephoto lens. Um, you could generally do a little bit more. It's a little bit, it's, it's, you, could, you could go definitely go manual with it. So it's pretty cool. Um, and then the final, I just kind of just grouped them all together to some extent. It's the pro camera, attached, detachable lenses, options are, are huge. You're figuratively going down the rabbit hole with this particular type of camera because you can do the uh, microphone system, lighting. I mean, the list goes on when you go into pro camera and and it's, and it's manual for the most part. But today and age, everything, everything is computers. Everything is smart technology. So you can get a pro camera and still be able to shoot with some good quality pictures. Um, but we're not, that's as far as we're gonna go with that. So with that being said, um, one of the first cameras that I purchased for myself, um, which was a point and shoot, was the Kodak Easy Share V530, which is a small little camera. It's like what I told you. It's uh, 36 to 108 millimeters, five megapixels. I literally threw this in my pocket and I just literally shot everything with this learning learning the the ins and outs like i had some compositional skills i i knew the ins and out of a camera because my father was a videographer and my uncle was a photographer so i learned under i learned under their umbrella so i i had a pretty good idea it was the digital part that was a little different i had to kind of figure out and go through what I enjoyed about this, like I said, small, you put it in your pocket, you could travel with this. This is what I truly, truly enjoyed about this. You know, so it's perfect for little trips with the family and things of that nature, right? So the next one um, is, it was the mid-grade point and shoot. So I had, when my children were born, I purchased uh, the Kodak Easy Share Z612, which was a six megapixel camera, putting a photo now. And and then my brother gifted me this Kodak Easy Share P712, which was a seven megapixel. Generally tend to be a little, like I told you, larger lens, it protrudes in and out, has a little grip in it, you know, and this is still considered a travel camera too. So, you know, it, it simply nowadays it comes to just particular style, you know, and built. So this was uh, what I was working with. And then <clears throat> before I jump into that, um, the higher end gray stuff, or I would call hybrid, it wasn't quite, I, I didn't quite get a pro camera right away. Um, my reasoning was, I felt like there was too many options. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I, I, I was, like I said, I was looking at all different cameras. I was looking at the Canon Rebel. I was looking at Nikon. Um, at, at the time, 
I knew Sony had cameras, but I didn't realize like they were kind of moving between the A mount system and the E mount system, which we'll get into shortly. Um, so with that being said, um, my brother, he always supported my photography and uh, he gifted me the Sony NEX5, which I still shoot to this day. You know, this is a 14 megapixel. I do shoot this adaptable Minolta lens. Um, I shoot manual focus with this particular camera, light, some, and I can also attach uh, a mic to it. Um, and I do primarily black and white work with this camera. For some reason, it just feels right to me with this camera. Um, take a quick look, little look at it. <clears throat> this is my baby. So my brother gifted this to me, and he gifted it to me because he bought it for himself. Excuse me, and he realized, oh, when he originally when he originally gave it to me, it had uh, it had a adaptive manual focus, but I think it was called Zenit, if I remember correctly, um, which is a Russian manufacturer. And he could not use it. He he wasn't familiar. So he said, you know what? You take the camera. I'm pretty sure you'll figure it out. And I eventually figured out. I mean, it was a little learning curve, learning how to use manual focus. But I did manage to figure it out, right? So I shot that camera for a few years. Now, mind you, through these time periods, I wasn't, I was just shooting one for me. I was shooting family and friends. And you know what? A lot of people didn't know I did photography. You know, that came as a shock later on when I just kind of came to the scene and said, yep, I, I, I'm, I take photos for hire. I am, uh, 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 I consider myself a pro photographer. So I'll, that's how I got into the game, right? So I, I was born in darkness, as Bane would say in, in, in uh, Batman. So that was me. I, I honed my skills using regular, basic, everyday cameras. I, I wasn't using a pro camera, but I understood the composition. I understood um, using the camera manually. You know, I understood those essentials. So by the time I bought a pro camera, I was efficient with it. it the learning curve was very, very, very small, right? So with that, I started the hunt, the journey to looking for a pro camera. Excuse me, what I thought was a pro camera at the time. So I bought the Sony A100. It's a, so the, the weird thing about this, I never really got the chance to shoot it because when I bought it, the memory card slot, the pins were bent, so I couldn't use it. Luckily, the own, the seller was pretty cool with me, refunded me a, a part of my money and let me kept, basically let me keep the camera and the rest of the stuff that came with it, which was essentially the lens but I just held on to it. So these are what you call a DSLR, basically. You know, this is the, this is before we go into the mirrorless system. This is mirrorless. So they, it's kind of interesting what Sony was doing. Um, just a little quick history. I told you earlier, remember the Minolta name? The reason why I told you to remember it, because Sony purchased Minolta and this was the first camera that was developed under the Sony name after purchasing 
Minota. Very important point to understand, okay? So they this was the A mount, the Minota film cameras were they um the cameras in the 80s, the film cameras, the advanced cameras used the A mounts, which is the lens mounts for this. Um I'll get into film cameras. We'll be doing a part two shortly. I, I definitely promise because you can't do a digital camera practical guide without doing the film. You just can't do it. So didn't work, but it got me started. And then, excuse me, I eventually would, would, I would end up buying the Sony A77 which is interesting the reason why i bought it because my excuse me my brother-in-law um found the hand uh um a, a hand grip a battery grip and i looked at the and he was like you know i know it's for a camera but i don't know what camera but i'm gonna I'm a gift it to you take it so i looked up the model and i noticed oh it's for the a77 i pulled up the a77 and i fell in love with it I literally fell in love with the camera. I'm like, that's going to be the camera I purchased. Now, I didn't purchase the camera right away. <laughs> um, it, it was uh, expensive for me at the time. And uh, I was like, you know, I got to wait. You know, I waited and waited and the opportunity came literally. So I got the hand, the battery grip and literally I bought that camera like two years later, give or take. No, it may have been more, almost four or five years later, right? So I bought the camera. I started shooting professional, professionally with it. And and I never looked back, you know. This, this is when I started into the pro camera stuff. Um, and I noticed, obviously, with pro cameras, they generally tend to be big, especially the DSLR. So I made a decision, you know, I... And I was shooting street photography with the Sony A77, this this technically monster of a camera. And I'm like, I, you know, I, I'm a pretty bold individual, but you know, I like to keep the scene just the way it is. I don't want to ruin the scene because they see me with this big camera. They know I'm taking the picture, right? So what I ended up doing was getting the Sony NEX7. Um, which is a a 24 megapixel camera, which is a camera I still shoot with to this day. I'll put a picture up. Um, I don't I don't have it with me at the moment, but that is my daily street photography camera. I go out on the streets with, with it. It's relatively small. I do adaptable manual focus lens so I can control focus. The reason why I use manual focus. It's all about speed for me, you know. I love I, I love autofocusing, but at the end of the day, I'm the autofocus. I'm the one creating the photo, and I want full manual control of everything that I'm doing. That is why I do adaptable manual focus. So getting that out the way. Um, the Sony A77, I forgot to mention, was a 24 megapixel camera. The Sony A100 was a 10 megapixel camera and then the latest camera that I have which I'm recording on now and I use for professional work is the Sony A99 8 mount system which is a 24 megapixel camera 
love the thing. Full frame, I can still use my old lens. So I saved money doing that, um, which was kind of reason why I upgraded to it. Um, eventually I will move into the newer Sony systems, the E-mount system, um, full frame cameras. I'm in no rush to do that. You know, I, I, you know, I like to take my time and review everything and make sure it's for me. That's what it comes down to. So the points that you want to consider with camera purchases is what you're using it for. Um, what's your budget? Those are the main two main things, you know. Now, if you if you if you have an open budget, you can do what you like. I do recommend getting the best that you can get, you know. But I also recommend that you also take the time to learn the camera that you want to purchase, read some reviews, um, get objective reviews, not subjective, where you know you may have no shade, you may have uh, a Nikon or a Canon guy doing a review on a Sony or vice versa, it's going to be a little subjective because they they have their brand that they deal with. And that's just the nature of the game. So, you know, definitely do review, uh, find reviews on people who use the camera and they use it daily and they, and they use it for the photography that they say they do. That's important as well. Um, other than that, you know, the, that for me that's how i cho choose my camera so i so I, it's two cameras for me basically one is for street photography and one is basically for everything else portrait work uh commercial work um the, the list goes on that's how i determine my cameras i have multiple cameras because i shoot multiple things and and they one and it also saves the wear and tear on the cameras as well, instead of just using one camera and just shooting everything with that. Cause eventually you're gonna have to replace it. The clicks on, on a camera is equivalent to a mileage on a car. The higher you, the higher that mileage go, sooner or later you're gonna have to replace that camera. So to save, that is why I have multiple cameras. It's not a money thing or anything of that nature. This is something that I do. It's something I, I make money off. And so with that being the case, you know, I make sure I try to get the, the bang for my bucks, basically. Um, I hope this uh, gear review, <laughs> you know, practical guide has helped set the tone on what you want to do set the tone for a beginner that wants to get in the game and, and set the tone for those that are already in the game but don't have that mentorship for that person to to kind of guide them in the right direction or or they just don't have anyone to have that conversation with um i hope it, it helps you you know it, this this is 20 years fitted into this video. Um, thank you for tuning in. Subscribe to all my social media, Facebook, Instagram, subscribe here, YouTube, hit that notification button. And I will be returning with something else, doing better and bigger things. And I hope you enjoyed the video. And as always, peace.